Handle on the News. Handle on the News! I noticed that... Bill Handel. Yesterday with fake tears, I'm going to ask him who is his acting coach, because uh, I know him very well. And now, here's Bill Handel. KFI Handel here on a mo- momentous Wednesday. I mean, we always start the show with big news. Uh, man, uh, it is, is big, big news. Certainly geopolitically uh, coming up. And uh, there is so much to talk about. And all I have to do this morning is focus and not zone out on uh, the shows. Then I have to do that every morning. Today, more than others. I don't know why I just said that. All right, uh, quick hello to everybody. Jennifer Jones Lee. Hi, Handel. Morning, and then there's Wayne Resnick. Morning. Alex, we're just talking about the show and how uh, we put it together. Alex is in the middle of her learning curve. And then there's uh, John Ramirez, Mr. Alter Boy Extraordinaire. Married. Mar- oh, yeah, that's right. Married. Also. Married in the eyes of the state, but not in the eyes of the Lord yet. That's right. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, all right. You're not getting a wedding present from the Lord uh, quite yet. Not yet. Son. Not till not the, uh, yet. Not till the although, second wedding. Although we can church. argue, he already or he already has a wedding present from the Lord in his wife, and in the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for his sins. Also, who? The, most, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for John's oh, sins. We refer him as that guy whenever we do religious services. You know, the guy over there. You know, the nails. You know, just has. <laughs> No. You know, one, one of the, the four, oh boy! The fourteenth step was the hardware store. Am oh, I, I can't say that. <laughs> no, you can say it. Okay, Jennifer. Is, Where's the lightning strike? I know. There's. I'm moving away from you. There's a uh, Jennifer it's... mouth agape. Okay, we have some very big breaking news. I mean, huge that just happened. Jennifer, you want to share? About not even 20 minutes ago, President Trump says North Korea has released three American prisoners who are on their way back with Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Trump says the three American men seem to be in good health. I've actually seen video of North Korean soldiers taking one of the prisoners into that room, uh, into kind of a meeting room area where I guess the exchange will take place. He looked fine. Uh, They'll arrive at Andrews Air Force Base later tonight. The ETA is about two this morning. Trump says he will be there to greet the returning prisoners. You knew, you knew something was going to happen because last night when I saw Mike Pompeo was in North Korea, this is his second time in just a few weeks. So two things. One thing I thought, well, that means that the North Korean talks must be a go and things must be better. And he's over there negotiating. And they're working it out. And the details. But the thing I thought was strange, he took reporters. So I thought something's coming out of this. Some news is coming out of this. And then, boom, this happens this morning. And again, what that does is uh, I think it undermines the argument that it's Kim Jong-un who is just playing all this to negotiate. Kim Jong-un is coming to the table. Yes, he so is. So far, the only thing that the United States has said is Trump will meet. In the meantime, look what Kim Jong-un has done. Uh, the ballistic missile program stopped all the testing. Now they say, well, he doesn't have to test. Brian Sutzelgay, he doesn't have to. doesn't matter. He, kept on, he could have kept on going for political purposes. He has come, and this one, there was even an argument as to whether Kim was going to release the prisoners at all during this uh, during this go-round. And remember, the, the president was getting criticized because they said he hasn't even mentioned those three yeah. Americans who were over there as any part of the negotiations that he plans to talk with Kim about. Uh, it, what, well, a, what a coup for the president. Now we know this was and, going on behind the scenes. And Kim Jong-un is helping the president here. Man, these two are... 
uh, this is not going to be Rocket Man. And if it is Rocket Man, it's going to be uh, in. He's simply a little bit better than Elon Musk when it comes to rockets. You watch what Trump is going to say. Also, the fact that uh, the three prisoners, the, the Korean American prisoners, are have been treated so well and are in such good shape. Because usually, when people go to these uh, prison camps in North Korea, it is not fun. They it, the whole time it was anticipated that they were going to be returned, and they were pawns, no question about it. So, anyways, it's moving ahead. All right, let's move on uh, with uh, more. And the big news that came down yesterday, although it was not particularly unexpected, is Trump did pull out, pull us out of the Iran nuclear deal. I heard from yesterday, I don't remember who I was talking to, saying that Trump doesn't even really understand the nuclear deal. He doesn't know what the provisions are. But a president doesn't have to because we're talking big picture and where you... And the big picture is... It's not a permanent bar That's against one. Iran going for a bomb. And uh, issue number two, oh boy, we're going to talk about this at 7 o'clock. Uh, it's not, it doesn't necessarily have the impact, the world impact that we thought it was going to have or that it was anticipated it was going to have. And does, it may not mean a whole lot. It may not mean a whole lot, even if it stays in place. And I'll talk more about that at 7 o'clock. It's not as big a deal as... We thought a couple days ago or even yesterday, I mean, just the utter shock, even though it was anticipated, it was the cold water uh, in the face. Oh, my God, we're out of the deal. And so it has to do, and I'll, and I'll explain a little bit later on why when the Europeans say, well, that destroys the credibility of the United States. You've heard the detractors say, now, uh, why would Kim Jong-un sit down with us and negotiate in the first place, knowing that we could abrogate agreements? He will. He can. And the abrogation agreement, I think, falls. And I'll explain why at 7 o'clock. Even though at first glance, well, the United States isn't holding up to its deal. Why that doesn't particularly matter in this case. That argument doesn't fly. And we'll do that at 7 o'clock. Tease, 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 tease again. And more teasing. More teasing, yeah. All right. We're going to come back and uh, get into more handle on the news uh, big time. Uh, and when we. KFI handle here on a momentous Wednesday. Uh, the news is just broken. The three prisoners in North Korea have been released. Oh, uh, we're going to talk about the Korean deal coming up. But first, here's your chance to win some cash. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword cash to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's cash to 200-200. If you win, they'll call you from a number you don't recognize. Answer it or you're out of luck. Angela in San Clemente did, and she won $1,000. Your next chance to win is next hour. You have a chance to win Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. All right, back we go. More handle on the news. Jennifer Jones Lee, Wayne Resnick, and me. And you knew there'd be some sort of retaliation when it came to the U.S. pulling out of the Iran nuclear deal. Israel says, well, we're on high alert. Yep. And there's a reason for that because uh, that part of the world seems to think whenever there's a problem, uh, let's attack Israel. That's what happened during uh, the first Gulf War. Uh, Israel stayed out of it, they said we're staying out of it. The United States told Israel to stay out of it. Israel did. 
let the world know it did. And what's the first thing that happened after the United States invaded? The Scud missiles went into Israel. And the United States told Israel, don't respond. Let me tell you how easy that was for Israel not to respond. When in doubt, attack Israel. When there's a UN resolution, for example, on global warming, let's throw in a, an attack on Israel at the same time. Why not? Uh, so, you know, that's when they're prepared for it. And I'm sure President Trump declares sanctions. Well, let's attack Israel. We'll see if that happens. I doubt it. But uh, that's, it's almost a default. It's a knee-jerk reaction. To that part of the world. Because they're our proxy over there. Oh, they're yeah. They're viewed as our proxy. Yeah. Uh, well, if what happened in the Iranian parliament is any indication, Israel's going to be fine because they were all chanting death to America. We'll and they also had a paper I know. U.S. flag and burned that. Okay, two, two more things about Iranians. I love this. Is there's two given. When in doubt, attack Israel. And number two, death to America is the chant. That is their religious chant is uh, Akbar, Akbar Allah, but I'm talking about Ak- Ak- Akubar or Akbar. Allah uh, Akbar? It's Akbar, right? Akbar. Where uh, Robin Williams lives in Akbar. Uh, it's one of those. I don't think he's part of this. Uh, anyway, uh, this is analysis, okay? Uh, and uh, so that's at the mosque. You know, Allah is the one. That's one. And then Death to America is number two. National holidays, uh, the entire the entire uh, country goes death to America, screaming at these huge rallies. When? Pearl Harbor Day, they celebrate as a national holiday in Iran, death to America. When we lost the War of 1812, that's a death to America celebration. When the hostages were taken, that's a death to America celebration. When treaties are cut, that's a death to America. Donald Trump's absolutely right when he said this is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a country that every time they respond, you got 400,000 people in that main square in Tehran screaming death to America. What do you do with that? And this is worse in a way because these were the lawmakers inside the park. It would be like Congress all of a sudden burning a Mexican flag and saying death to Mexico over immigration policy. Crazy. Well, Handel, your folks and friends at Sunlux are going to be very happy about this next story. Oh, yeah. Whether you want solar panels on your house or not, by the year 2020, if you buy a home in 2020, you might get solar panels whether you like it or not. And I have a feeling this is going to pass today. Oh, yeah. It's definitely in a pass. By 2020, all new homes have to have solar panels. Now, a couple things about that. There are plenty of exemptions on this. For example, if uh, it's not feasible uh, for years, I couldn't do solar. One of the reasons was the cost, and the other one, the way my roof works. Uh, I just couldn't do it, and we figured out a way to do it on the hillside. Finally, the city let us do it. And uh, also, it's not that big a deal. You know why? 81% of new homes already have solar. The builders have anticipated this because people want solar. And as I talk about my Sunlex commercial, it pans out now. Even with the, thank you very much, even with the extra money that it costs in terms of, I talk about payback, when it is all paid back, now it has reduced to, and of course, just overall, uh, we're talking, what, $80 costing $40, a matter of seven, eight years at the outside, it pays for itself. That's not a commercial. Now, if I were to say the Sun Lux payback period, that's a commercial. Well, let's just move on. Good idea. I'll be doing more on this story, by the way. 720 with Chris and Carla. No. No, we've moved everything around, but that's oh, okay. Don't worry just about kidding. it. Yeah. 
Well, the proposal to split California into three states apparently has enough signatures to get on the ballot in November. They'll never split us. It's called Cal 3. And uh, the guy behind it announced, uh, Tim Draper, he said he, they have more than 600,000 signatures and they only needed 365,880. Uh, yep. Now, so the, 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 they'll still happen. have to go through all the signatures yeah. and verify them and... And then it goes to for Congress. something wacky like this. I wonder if there's a higher percentage of of invalid signatures. Yeah, from probably. People. It's not going to happen. Even if it does pass, Congress is not going to let it pass. When all of a sudden we're going to have 53 states, that's crazy. So we've got California, which is us: L.A., Ventura, Santa Barbara, San Luis Obispo, Monterey, San Benito. Can't where the hell San Benito? That's so important. Southern California, south of us: San Diego, Orange, and then the rest of it. Uh, and Northern California, man. That is actually uh, the name of the new state, Northern California, comma, man, or dude, either one, interchangeable, and that's all the marijuana land up there, but also including the Bay Area. But like So that's people- illegal. So that's all illegal aliens uh, cultivating and picking the grass. Like the people in Redding are going to go, totally, we want to be lumped in with the people in the Bay Area. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see that happen. Yeah, none of this is going to happen. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, do more of Handle on the News and the big breaking stories. Three uh, Korean Americans have been released. See my head in the middle of a crisis. Pull me close, show me baby. KFI Handle here, and uh, good morning to you. A lot of big news today. Yesterday, of course, uh, the uh, announcement, the Iran nuclear deal is off as far as the United States is concerned. We're gone. And uh, this morning, just a few minutes ago, the three American prisoners that were in North Korea have been released. And I'll do more about that, as a matter of fact, at 7 o'clock. And uh, and then later on, I'll do the Iran nuclear deal. Can you imagine? We're... Oh, scrambling this morning because there's so much going on. All right, more handle on the news. Jennifer Jones Lee, Wayne Resnick, but first, Wayne, an announcement which yeah. is far more important than Iran or <laughs> Kim Jong un or even the prisoners. Please share with us. It's a pretty good news. opportunity. Donate now to help the American Red Cross Initiative to get prepared California. And in October of this year, you and a guest will mix and mingle with the whole KFI crew. It's an exclusive evening at the OUE Sky Space in Los Angeles. There'll be cocktails, appetizers, meet everybody, live Q&A, photo opportunities, all 1,000 feet above the city. You have to be 21 years or older to attend. Limited tickets. You want to get them before they're gone. For all the details, log on to KFIAM640.com, keyword mixer. How much trouble do you think I get in for uh, making fun of everything on this show, huh? All right, uh, back we go. More handle on the news. Jennifer Jones, Lee, Wayne Resnick, and me. And a question. Did the East Area Rapist have an accomplice? Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jen. Well, no, so here's what I was going to say. So here's the deal. The, The... There are two things or a couple of instances where the lead detective in the case, who is the guy who sort of traced up the family tree and, you know, ended up with the DNA that and that got us to Joe D'Angelo in the first place here. He says that there are a couple of victims who have stories about their encounter with the East Bay East Area rapist who say, here's why. One case, somebody heard him say, take this to the car in another case. One of the victims heard the rapist speaking to somebody outside. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. They're never going to catch him. Uh, number two, there's nothing D'Angelo could ever say in terms of helping himself out. 
uh, by, what's he going to say? Uh, give me a better deal. Yeah, well, I'll give up a guy who helped me a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Would he roll over just because? No, me, no, just no. no, and they would, and the prosecutor, you know, if he said, I'll, I'll give up the guy who helped me a few times, they'd say, we don't care. That's right, at this point. Uh, hey, one of the guys trying to get his hands on Charles Manson's estate is giving up for now. Claims to be Charles Manson's son, and he is now asking for his bid to administer the estate to be dismissed. Although dismissed without prejudice, leaving open the door that he could come back at a later time, right? To yeah. refile. But for now, he doesn't want to pursue it. And now there's three other right, and that's the only issue with who or are trying prejudice. to do it. Yeah, the judge is going to say, "Hey, you give it up, you're done." That's probably what's going to happen. She'll say, "I will dismiss it, but I will. With but pre- if you want me to, yeah, it's with prejudice. I don't want to hear from you again." That's going to be the only issue. I can't. What are they going to do? The judge going to say, "No, you have to stay in. You have to okay. go forward. You can't do that." And nobody knows why. Yeah, he wanted. He doesn't want the money anymore. Here's it. Right? Here's yeah. a death. Well, former. It was uh, former Governor George Duke Majin who died yesterday at the age of eighty nine. That would have been big news yesterday. Well, I and don't know. Just, if, it if, just disappeared. Well, it did. The only um, I first heard about it last night when I turned on the gubernatorial debate, and that they had a moment of silence right at the beginning for the governor, which was by far the most important part of the debate. You know that that had that was the most relevant part of the entire debate. D- yes, not to go off on that, but every single thing that every person on that stage last night said was so canned and staged oh, and it, uh, it was it was kind of disgusting to watch honestly it, it, it's just insane anyway do Jin, uh republican mm-hmm. uh, we don't have many, too many republican governors it'll ne- that'll never happen again uh two terms uh from 1982 we went right to uh 1986 no actually it's uh, 82 one, and 86 82 yeah. and 86 right oh. all right well Remember when uh, Mayor Garcetti wouldn't tell us the names of the finalists for a new LAPD chief? Well, the names are out. Yep. They're all veterans of the LAPD, although one guy left uh, like last right. year to go be the chief in San Francisco, but he spent a lot of time right. here. You have Robert Arcos. He's a third-generation Mexican-American. He's in charge of the Central Bureau. Michael Moore. Uh, and then this guy, Bill Scott, who's African-American, he's a guy who went up to be the police right. chief in San Francisco. He so wants have, to come back. So we have diversity, diversity. Okay? Except you no have, women. You have no you have women. No women, so there should have been there should have been a fourth, but you have a Latino, you have uh, a member of uh, of AA, African-American, and you have a... white a, guy? No, then you, then you have a swig, uh, just your standard white guy. Oh, I see. Okay. SWG. Uh, so one of the, how's that one of for the, diversity? Huh? There was a woman who was considered a real front runner, Assistant Chief uh, Beatrice Germala. She didn't apply. So if there, what does no- she she what does she know that these three dudes don't know? Yeah. About well, they- maybe it's not the job you want right now. And here's the question: If it turns out that the white guy. Uh, who is uh, not Scott, but uh, Moore, Moore, Michael Moore, and Michael he Moore. he oversees the entire yeah. department's so patrol operation. If it turns out to be Moore, uh, for legitimate reasons, because uh, the uh, commission feels this is the most qualified, yada yada yada. What kind of a backlash is going to happen that another white guy becomes a chief? A lot. Yeah. And there's never been a Latino police chief, even though uh, the city is almost fifty percent. We did have a black police chief, uh, a couple of them. Yeah, uh, Bernard Parks. And Willie Williams. Uh, Bernard Parks. Willie know. Williams was the guy who liked to go to casinos, yeah. right? Yeah, universally hated by everybody, Willie Williams. Never been a police officer. He was a park ranger. Uh, he was. And he came in and couldn't pass the post exam. 
He could not pass the exam so he could carry a weapon. He had to have a concealed weapons permit given by the county of Los Angeles to carry a weapon. The police chief of the city of Los Angeles. Swear to God. Wow. Yeah. And the officers hated, hated him, him, too. He hated, hated him. I knew that part, but I didn't know the gun part. Is that oh amazing? Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Well, the woman who decided not to apply for the job last night uh, or yesterday, this is probably her going, see, that's why I didn't apply. There's your tease. I'll tell you what happened coming up. Oh, good for you. Right? Good tease. Thank All right, we'll be back and finish up Handle on the News. And, uh, oh, no, we do the money thing at the other time. All right, uh, Jennifer Jones Lee. I walk alone, I walk up My shadow's only one that walks beside me My shadow hearts Take a fine handle here And uh, good morning on a uh, Wednesday Boy, what a couple of days of news uh, The breaking story just happened uh, maybe an hour, hour and a half ago The three Americans have been released from North Korea uh, which ties right into the negotiations between the United States, that is Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un. Do you think that when the president first brought this up, they already had a deal in principle for I them? Think to, so. Like, in other words, he didn't say, yeah, we're going to talk yeah. about this. It could happen. He knew it was going to happen anyway. I think that was the first low-level discussions. And I think uh, that and that they knew, I believe, uh, that... The United States knew these guys were being take, well taken care of. This is not Otto Warm Beer, uh, which was a disaster for North Korea. Well, just inhumane. What North Korea did with Otto Warm Beer is just depraved and just it just doesn't make any sense. It does for them. Uh, they moved into a different, uh, just a whole different mode. It's let's sit down with the United States. Now, the motive is really interesting is why Kim Jong-un would do it. That we're going to have to sit down and the experts are going to figure out. And there's probably many different motives. And uh, that will pan out probably if we ever find out uh, because Kim Jong-un, very inscrutable. We'll know a lot after he and the president meet because how that goes. Uh, That's correct. Okay. All right. Let's move on, shall we? Okay. So we were talking about we now know the three names of the three men who are applying to be the new police chief. But there was one woman who ended up not applying, and she this morning is probably going, see, this is exactly why I didn't apply. Be careful of stones that you throw. It wasn't necessarily stones, but it might have been human ashes that were thrown at Chief Charlie Beck yeah. during the L.A. Police, Police Commission meeting yesterday. Yeah, one of the women, uh, Melina Abdullah, Cal State L.A. professor and a Black Lives Matter organizer. See, professors can do anything they want because they have tenure. They can throw things. They can take, what, human ashes, which I can't believe that's, uh, you know, what person is going to volunteer and go, you can take my ashes and throw it at the police chief? Well, here's the deal. Oh, maybe there's plenty out there. Maybe I've got it wrong. Well, this this woman in particular, it was her niece who died in police custody back in 2016, where the police said the niece hanged herself. Right. But then the family said, hey, look, we got a settlement from the city, even though the police said that but, she hanged herself. But they had a settlement for almost nothing. They settled for, what, $300,000. When you think about wrongful death of someone in police custody, to settle for $300,000 is effectively a nuisance settlement. 
uh, that's what it is. Aren't they saying, though, now, and I, I might be wrong on this, but aren't they saying now that there was an officer who was fired or let go right after the incident that the attorney, when the family settled, did not know about? And aren't they going to try and bring the case back up or something, saying they would have asked for more money or they would have tried to settle I think or something it's, I think like it's that? Something unless it's, unless, I don't think they can't. Unless it's fraud in the inducement. Uh, then like that a, was kept out. Yeah, then the settlement, then the settlement could be set aside. Uh, but it's it's a long way to go for that one. It really is. Well, this woman was yelling something like, "This is Wakisha," and that was the woman's name who died in custody. Yeah. So that's why they're wondering if these were the ashes. Uh, Senator Orrin Hatch has announced the Protect and Serve Act would make it basically a hate crime to target law enforcement. Which makes all the sense in the world to me. Because tell me that when you attack a cop, if you can, uh, well, it's a question of proving it too. Uh, if you think it's a cop, even if it's uh, someone who is not a police officer, if you think it's a police officer and or you're actually attacking a police officer, uh, that is an enhanced crime. And it should be. It should be. Because the death penalty, for example, that's a special circumstance. If you shoot a cop, as opposed, if I shoot you, that's one thing. I'm not going to have the death penalty. If you happen to be a police officer, I'm going down. And there will, and, the, and special circumstances apply. So I have no problem with this at all. The ACLU doesn't like it. Oh, of course it does. Human Rights Watch doesn't of course. like oh, it. Of course not. The NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund don't like it. And one of the things they're saying is um, that it, by passing this law, you're perpetuating a false narrative of a war on police. Huh? That's what they're trying to say. They're trying to say there is no war on the police. People okay, are not ambushing the police. People are not attacking police they don't officers hate police. just because they're right. police. Right. They don't no hate mo- police, and it's not happening. Yeah, there's no movement against uh, police officers or police forces anywhere. Uh, the Ferguson marches, for example, had nothing to do with the cops. Right? There is no issue. Please. Uh, I just, I love this. Well, there's a longtime LAPD informant who says he's going to sue the department because... He didn't get paid for bringing them a drug dealer back in 2016. Yeah, it's a contract issue. Yeah, it is. And he went, and this should be big money, too. I mean, he's suing for no small change. And this should be easy to prove, right? Uh, yep. It was his tip that, was, uh, that uh, resulted in uh, a major drug dealer. They raided the place where the drug dealer was, $1.8 million in cash. Uh, a pound and a half of meth and cocaine were several hundred thousand dollars more at least. And uh, it was, and he gets 10% according to the deal. Of the money plus, and I don't really understand the how value. they prorate, would but be the, the value. value of the drugs and yeah, the here, weapons. And here, I've always wondered about this. Whenever they pick up two tons of marijuana mm-hmm. and street value of, that's per joint. It's generally not a wholesale price. No, they always convert it to, to street value. Once it gets to the street level, yeah, which what is, would it be? Come worth? on. It, it, no one sells 14 pounds by the joint. No. I've never bought Coke. I've never bought marijuana so this by guy's the joint. Probably, you, by the way, for those of you that smoke marijuana, has anybody ever bought one by the joint? That's like buying cigarettes by the cigarette. No, although now in, in dispensaries, yeah, now they sell a lot of pre rolled. Stuff. Yeah, but, but it's the, the potency is astounding. Okay, we are done. Coming up, uh, news that just broke. Big news that three American uh, detainees in North Korea, Korean Americans, have been released. And I'll share that story with you. KFI AM 640.